In the middle of last week, I realized that I hated my day-to-day routine, and I wondered how can I create a better routine that I'll actually enjoy, love, and look forward to completing every single day. So today on The Real Life Girl, we're talking about how to hit the reset button on life and start the new week right. Welcome back to The Real Life Girl, or welcome if you're new. I'm Bianca, your podcast host, and I'm so excited that we get to have another week to chat. And before we get into this episode, I wanted to talk about a really important lesson I learned last week that I wanted to share with y'all. So last week on Instagram, I made an Instagram reel talking about God working in my life and feeling like I've genuinely seen that become so prosperous and come to fruition in the last year and how that made me really happy and literally within seconds of me posting this reel i had already received a comment on it and this was not like my normal comments and to be really candid i don't receive hate as much and i am aware that when i start growing more and more that that will become more prevalent but at the moment that's just not what my content is So I had gotten this comment from this girl that said, and I quote, hit the gym and stop this because no one cares. And I don't know about you, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, but it boils my blood when I get hate from another woman. Like if it's a man, and I've gotten some nasty words said to me from men on my content. Like honestly, as a woman, that's kind of how it is in the influencer or social media industry. But it doesn't bother me as much because those are not men that I would welcome into my life willingly or pursue a romantic relationship with me. So it doesn't phase me like I don't even feel it. But when it's a woman, I guess in my mind, because I think to myself that all women are supposed to have each other's backs. That's something that I have always believed and I was raised to think that. I was raised to always respect the women in my life, whether they were younger, whether they were older, to always, always, always respect and to never, ever bring a woman down intentionally. And if you do, even unintentionally, you say you're sorry because that's not what women do. And so I've seen so many women comment on my things being like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're talking about. This is so stupid. And it just saddens my heart. Like it honestly hurts my feelings sometimes because... Because of how I was raised, I am just not accustomed to that. I'm not trained to that. But then when I think about how broken our world is, how normal that is just shocks me. And I was becoming so upset about this. And then I thought, Bianca, just let her. If she wants to say those things about you, that says far more about her than it'll ever say about you. And even I responded to this comment being like, what do you like what like i literally was just so upset and i had said clearly you cared enough to comment on this and she continued to make fun of my weight like as if she had the right to talk about my appearance or to talk about my weight and i ended up blocking her because she was absolutely being so rude and i just will not be harassed on my own page and just because i'm a christian does not mean that i have to be soft either you definitely have a right to defend yourself and you have a right to clap back And that was a big highlight in my week is realizing that most of your life is spent trying to control what other people say or what they do instead of just letting them. I've seen quotes everywhere saying that if a woman claps back at you for no reason, she sees something in you that she does not see in yourself. So before clapping back, just pray for her. And that's exactly what I did. And after that, I didn't even feel it. I didn't even feel like anger or anything. It is so not your job to make sure that other people don't hurt you or say mean things to you or mistreat you because people should already not do those things. If someone just hates on you, let them do that. If you have a feeling that someone does not value you, let them not value you. Something I realized as I have been growing my pages and posting on social media for the last five years is that no matter what you post, there will always be opinions. I have posted aesthetically pleasing content, content that I really thought was so perfect and so meticulous. 
it took me years to understand that people will hate no matter what. And there's a reason why people say dance like no one's watching, meaning that whether you are or not the light that you are, there will always be opinions, but you should never be in fear of those opinions about you. Because you have the power to decide whether those opinions will hold weight on your shoulders or if it'll roll right off. So that was a little tidbit that I learned last week that I wanted to share because as you go into your work life, your personal life, dealing with family and friends, there will always be the talk. Always, always, always. But it's up to you to decide if those opinions, whether they're positive or negative, hold a weight on you. And I just think that is so, 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 so powerful. So today we're talking about how to hit the reset button on life and start the new week right. I have followed this exact process typically when a dramatic event takes place in my life, like if there is the death of a loved one or something just did not work out, etc. This has helped me to implement a newer, healthier, and more enjoyable way to do life. So let's get into the first step. The first step to hitting the reset button is to analyze why you wish to do so. And this can be a plethora of reasons and it's different for everyone. And realistically, it does not have to be because of an event that has transpired that calls for change. It can be that maybe you just decided that you wanted something new or you're working toward a personal life goal. Whatever that reason may be, decide what it is that makes you want to hit this reset button and this will help you move smoothly into the next steps of this process. This makes me think of several times in my life where I changed myself to get a girl to want to be friends with me or to get a guy to like me and I genuinely did not enjoy those changes. I couldn't really thrive in them because they were not changes I wanted to make. They were changes that I felt obligated to make even though it wasn't my fault. When you decide the deciding factor of why you want to hit reset, why you want to continue to make your life better, even if it's not a dramatic reason, that helps you to understand your motive and your why. That way, when you find yourself not feeling motivated, not feeling disciplined, you can remind yourself why you wanted to start this process in the first place and move from there. The second step to hitting your reset button is figuring out what you would like to change and what you would like to keep the same. Maybe you are not satisfied with the friendships that you have in your life and you'd like to build more foundational or stronger ones. Or maybe you're not satisfied with your job. Or maybe you're with someone that does not make you a better person. And I think for me, this was the most crucial step in hitting my reset button. And I'll tell you why. Because when you hit reset, you are changing the majority of how your life typically moves and operates through different seasons, whether good or bad. Meaning if you are not quite literally going out with the old and coming in with the new, this reset that we're trying to achieve will only feel like a little micro baby step instead of what we're actually working toward. And so I know that making really big changes like switching jobs or getting out of a toxic situation or leaving a stagnant friendship is scary. But in this life, you deserve to have friendships and relationships, things and people around you that are going to restore you, encourage you, bring you joy, and ultimately contribute to who you are as a person. I believe that if your friendships are not encouraging you to become better or to find out like more things about yourself, new things about yourself, um, those are friendships that you want to ditch. Because think about it, I would not want to be around someone that would not want to change for the better. Even if you feel like you're the best version of yourself, there are always things to be pruned. There are always things you can become better at. And if the friends around me are not encouraging me when I need them to, it can very much quickly turn into a stagnant friendship. So for me, sitting down and listing the things that I wanted to change, whether that was friendships, um, relationships, my hobbies, that was helping me to move into a reset a lot more smoothly than just kind of going out and like winging it and seeing what I can change. 
And with that in mind, we can decide what we would like to keep the same. So I loved my workout routine. I was like working out with a really good app and I had a combination of like indoor and outdoor workouts, but I hated going to bed late every night. And in turn, that would affect my endurance during my workouts, how long I could work out, my energy levels. And that was something that I wanted to change. So easily, these were two things, one that I could keep the same and one thing that I could do very differently. So if you imagine, if you're like a visual learner, just make a list and divide it into a column and you can list out the things that you want to keep the same and the things that you want to do differently. And when it comes to changing these habits, come up with a strategic plan in order to kick that into motion. If you want to go to bed earlier, if you like to sleep for a certain amount of hours, calculate that and then from there decide what time you'd like to wake up. If one of these habits is drinking more water, then setting alarms or getting one of those water bottles that have the markers will help you. The point is, when you are deciding what you would like to change, coming up with a strategic plan will help you stick to that. Because if you have no plan, you plan to fail. So we have to be smart when it comes to changing our habits. Step three is creating a routine that'll work for you. And if I was going to follow a routine, I would want it to make sense to me, to my everyday life and what I love. So when I was in this position, I sat down with myself, my planner and my calendar, and I thought my life through. I listed out all my obligations like work or school, my hobbies like youth group, book club, and I took note of what days those activities fell on. And from there, depending on if I had more going on, say, a Monday morning versus a Wednesday evening, I would decide my new routine. I think it's also important to note that sticking to a new routine is much easier when you add downtime and self-care time into it. For me, having two to three hours of self-care time every Sunday when I'm not on my phone, I'm not talking to anyone, and I'm just alone with a book or like my favorite show is something that I need to do to recharge. It sounds silly, but if I do not have that time for myself, that is going to be really hard for me to be able to face the new week. Realistically, keeping myself recharged, taking some time to recharge and recuperate, that is what is going to help me start the week off fresh. I also had a big issue with sticking to my self-care time. It would be so easy for me to push it off or just say, okay, just I'll do it next time or I'll do it in an hour. Set a time to do your self-care at least once a week for about two to three hours and stick to that time. Unless life literally throws a brick at you, do not let anything or anyone throw that time off because that time is for you to recharge and to recuperate. You literally cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot expect yourself to perform best for your children, for your spouse, for your friends, for your family if you yourself are not recharged. Putting yourself first in this aspect is not selfish. It's not something to do that is necessarily bad. It's something that makes absolute sense. Like I've actually heard so many mothers say that if they were on a plane crash, they would put their kid's oxygen mask on first. We all know that's not the right answer, you guys. You know you need to put your own oxygen mask on first. And so I carry that same mindset into self-care time. If you set a time, stick to it and actually do it. It definitely repays you more than you know. Step number four is to analyze your habits. And like I mentioned before, my workout routine at this time was great, but my sleep routine needed a lot of help. So this gave me a wake-up call to a habit that I needed to fit for my own mental health. Another way I improved my habits was to walk through my day in my mind. So what did my morning look like? What did my afternoon or my lunchtime look like? And this helped me to realize the habits that I needed to change for myself. This sounds really silly, but as I was walking through my morning, I thought to myself like, man, I've been putting so much caffeine in my coffee. I was putting a good like three or four scoops of coffee ground in. 
and I'm 17. Like at my age, you do not need that much coffee. So I cut back a little bit. Or number two, I was not eating enough vegetables. And for me, it's really important that I have beautiful and glowing and clear skin. So I added things like carrot salad, spinach smoothies, or more celery into my lunches. Or number three, I had great workouts, but I did not have the best form. And we all know that if you don't have the best form, you might as well not do anything because not having form is doing nothing for you. So that was something that I could be more mindful of during my workouts. So when I would walk through my day, say like two to three hours at a time, I could analyze my habits. I can pick out, okay, I love this habit, but what's a way that I can make it better? And making these changes into my habits gave me an improved feeling of quality in my life, a better lifestyle that contributed to my health and wellness, and a better understanding of the life that God desired for me. Step number five is finding your passion. Now, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. I am now accepting coaching clients. And over the years, I've become very passionate about coaching women in an array of ways, including getting through your parents' divorce, freedom from pornography, navigating your singleness, getting through heartbreak, and finding your passion. And if you'd like to work with me one-on-one, not limited to these topics, I would love to be your coach. So after you finish this episode, check out the show notes for a link to book a coaching session with me so I can best serve you. When it comes to finding your passion, what gets you excited? Like, honestly, what do you find yourself talking about all the time? Or what do you constantly give your friends advice on? What do they ask you about? Whatever that thing is, that is your passion. And if you're still having a hard time deciding what that is, no worries because I'm here to help you through it. Visit the link in the description to book a coaching session with me because I would love to be your coach and work with you one-on-one. Back in 2021, I founded The Real Life Girl, and at that point, it became very important for me to find something that I liked, to find something that I was good at, to find a good and valuable skill, and to turn that into a business. And in a world where everyone is doing that, I found so many great free resources that I followed in order to make this possible for myself. Doing what I do now, it does not surprise my family or my friends. I have always loved talking. I have always loved videoing and like just taking photos, photography, like all of that has interested in me since I was literally a baby. So here I was, I was highly skilled in communication as a general subject. And I thought, okay, why don't I start sharing my life? Why don't I start like going on social media and just talking about what it is that God has done in my life and how I got to this point? And the only ways that I figured that out was asking the people around me, what do you think I'm good at? What do you think I would really thrive in? And then again, analyzing my day-to-day, like what did I find myself constantly doing after school or in between extracurriculars? And most of that would be like on Instagram or making TikToks or watching reels. It came to a point where I was asking myself, why am I not doing this sooner? So again, when it comes to finding your passion, number one, what gets you excited? Number two, what do you find yourself talking about all the time? And number three, what do you give your friends advice on? And as a bonus question, number four, what are people constantly asking you about? Like when your friends are, your guys, you guys are on FaceTime, you're hanging out, what are they constantly saying to you? Like, what are they saying? Like, hey, um, I really need advice on XYZ. The thing that people search to you about are the things that you are passionate about. That is your passion, and if you think that you cannot turn that into a business, you are severely mistaken because there are so many people that would love to hear your perspective and your side and your view of things. I think now more than ever, people are so interested in hearing your story and how you overcome certain obstacles in your life. Whether you think so or not, you have something valuable to offer, and I think that there is so much room for that to be brought to the table. 
So in this episode, we talked about oh so many things. And more importantly, we talked about how to hit the reset button on life to start the week off right. And that's this episode. Again, I am your host, Bianca, and I'm so glad I got to join you in on another day. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next episode.